come with us now, if you dare, down a rickety staircase into a dank, dark basement. What awaits the Saturday Night Freak Show? <laughs> and welcome back, listeners, boys and ghouls, to the Saturday Night Freak Show. I'm your host, Colin, and I'm surrounded by a bunch of freaks, including... Tom. Woman. Travis. And tonight we watch Travis's pick... Welcome, woman, by the way. Uh, our female guest. Glad to be here. Uh, Travis's pick, Sleepaway Camp 2. Why can't you tell us about Sleepaway Camp 2, Travis? It's amazing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this movie picks up... Well, it doesn't pick up right where the first one left off, but... Uh, oh, wait, wait, do we need backstory on the first one or no? It depends. I think, well, I think we need to know why you pick Sleepaway Camp 2 over 1, and then we go from there. Then we need to get back Well, it's just... It's a more fun horror movie. You know, I mean, even though we haven't done part one in the podcast, I just think this, I prefer this over part one just because part one is kind of a normal, like all horror movies in the early 80s, late 70s were the whodunits, you know, you get your cast of about three or four characters, you got to decide who did it, and then you're shocked and wild at the end by the revelation that, oh my God, it was Angela, it was the girl, but she's not a girl, she's a boy. So this movie to me like I like how I like how it treats Angela Baker like a Jason. You don't need to hide her, you know, she doesn't need to be this mysterious pair of legs walking around. You know, she's in camp, you know, <laughs> like right from the get-go a girl is telling the story about how how at Camp Arawak uh all these kids were murdered and it turned out to be Angela and how they threw her in a psycho ward and she's since had a sex change and they heard that she was released, and you know she kills the girl who was telling the story because she can't spread it. You know, because you figure that she just got released from the mental institution and then got into this camp. You know, she can't have the fact that she's a camp killer right. <laughs> be out. So yeah, I don't know. I just I like this movie. I like how this movie. You know, it's a little tug in cheek for sure, but uh, I think this was what what year was this? Eighty six, seven, seven. 88? 88. Wow. Film was released in October of 88. Well, that makes sense, because there was a couple, like, uh, moments in the movie, because I was trying to place, like, when it would have been made. I mean, the, the slasher craze in America happened between, like, what? So Halloween was 1978, and then uh, I want to say it was, like, with Friday the 13th in 1980. And that, that 82 was when... to 86. <laughs> the height of the slasher. Well, I thought that I thought it was over before then, but maybe maybe I'm wrong because I only think the slasher era, like the the high point, or like where every movie was a slasher movie, lasted for about like two years. Yeah, but was it Motel at the Motel Hell at the end of that? Because before that, you had like Prom Night, and you had The Prowler, and you had uh, By Bloody Valentine, and you had you know it was just like every there was. Well, what was Nightmare on Elm Street that started? Yeah, that was eighty. 84. So that goes 84, 85, 86, 87. Yeah. They pretty much made those all the way up until whatever. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, okay. So, yeah. Well, this was, okay, this was just the era where the slasher had been played out, but Nightmare on Elm Street added a comedy Yeah, and then everybody copied all, then that. Everybody else is like, well, we got to go with this goofy comedy because we know we already played up the whole whodunit. Yeah. You know. And pl- plus it was like the personality killers and then like the Chuckies yeah. and... Uh, and who else yeah. was after the well, Pinhead? Pinhead, which brings me back to Freddy. why I picked this. I like how this this movie. I mean, 
a lot of people, if you say Angela Baker, not a lot of people will be like, all right, Sleepaway Camp, Angel of Death. But, you know, if you ask me, you know, and some of the people I grew up with, Angela Baker is up there. You know, she's what, the only girl killer. I mean, I don't, is there another famous girl killer? Not Pam, that she's famous. Pamela, Mama Voorhees. Yeah, she was in one movie. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I do remember there was a horror guy I used to work with, and he was all like, yeah, sleepaway camps, the box set's coming out, it's awesome! And I remember yeah, like, I Well, I do remember uh, the first time I saw, you know, the original Sleepaway Camp, because it was, it was, you know, pretty nondescript. I mean, it's a Friday the 13th clone, kind of the way, like, The Burning is. The There's, like, Friday the 13th, The Burning, and Sleepaway Camp are all campground set slasher movies where there's a slasher you don't know who it is picking off all the counselors or the the campers but the thing i think that distinguished the original sleepaway camp was at the end it was this like shocking you know well and resolu- it dealt with everybody was 14 or 15 i mean it was the kids it wasn't like yeah. the counselors i mean there was counselor characters involved but sleepaway camp it was a, a, the story dealing with the kids yeah you know so it kind of i don't know to me to me as a kid you know watching that just put you a little bit more into it than the counselors, you know, because you are. Gotcha, yeah, yeah. And they were probably doing it, uh, the counselors probably, because the counselors would have been the age group of the kids who could actually go to see the movies, probably the 17-year-olds yeah. or whatever, to go see the R-rated movies. Um, I remember watching these, and I had actually never gone to a summer camp where you actually stayed the night at the camp, and I remember watching all of these camp horror movies and wondering, is that really what the kids did? And then I saw <laughs> that, what was it, American Pie? <laughs> yeah. Remember one time during band camp? Right, right, yeah. right. <laughs> so to this day, I still wonder, is that really what kids yeah, did? Yeah, well, I remember, uh, I mean, I remember, like... I think when I was getting like, um, <laughs> yeah, for badges. like, uh, ca- nope. well, for, for Catholics, you know, before you get like confirmed confirmation, they go to camp. We had, we had to go to camp Crazy. for like Jesus a, camp, a weekend. It was like Jesus night? camp for a weekend, <laughs> you know, where you stayed in the thing, but like, you know, was, uh, you know, at night, I mean, you definitely had the, cause you're all high school, we're all like high schoolers and, um, right at that prime age group so it's even yeah, though take it's you out in the spooky woods even though it's jesus camp you're still trying to <laughs> fool around behind the scenes yeah. if you can you know if you're that yeah you know. so uh oh i just thought of another one madman madman was another like woodsy set uh slasher movie yeah some like backwoods guy who lives in the madman marts they have a. They're sitting around a campfire, and they say oh. like, "There's this legend of Madman March," and the one kid's like, "Madman March!" Like, come on! And of course, like Madman March shows up and starts killing them all. Ever see that? Was it called? Is it called? Oh my goodness! It's a Robert England movie called Slasher of Dreams. Or something. Oh no, that's horrible! I brought this up, and I don't even know what I'm talking about. Damn it! Yeah, I don't know what that one is. Yeah, Nightmare right. on Elm Street, where you no, played Freddy Krueger. It's, it's Slash or something, <laughs> man. I can. Oh man, yeah. Never mind. It's well, one of those I can see the image of the, of the cover, but. Well, I know uh, you know like uh, slasher movies. I mean, I guess like at their you know they're very puritanical movies. I've always thought, and I think you know a lot of like later day film criticism has kind of you know borne this out. But in the idea that like you know Jason in the Friday the 13th movies always represents like a force of nature that comes in to punish, you know, the, uh, the kids who 
are having premarital sex, who are smoking pot, who are, you know, basically sinning. It's the sin factor, right? And in this one, uh, the Sleepaway Camp 2 that we just watched, it, like, take, it carries that to, like, like the avenging angel is the, I mean, she is the moral police, like, you know, but anybody that she deems as, uh, as a sinner, basically, if you're fornicating, that word's thrown around about a hundred times uh she just goes and kills them all so it's like is the moral viewpoint of this movie like that that anybody who's i mean because you know she is like the anti-fun nazi and that she's the camp counselors like telling all the kids like you know you can't do this don't do this you got to be a good girl you got to be a good boy and girl whatever and as soon as they stray off that path she comes in and you know murders them takes them out in the woods and puts the old so is it like is it trying to say that uh, you know that this is a parody of like the moral police? Yeah, I mean they they went and, you know they kept referencing you know she's she she they kept making fun of her for being like the moral police and stuff like that. But I mean the stuff that they were like the sins and crimes that they were committing were. We're not nowhere near, like, in, like, the Friday the 13th, I mean, it was like they were having sex. Okay, you got one group of people, and they're out having sex. Then you got another group of people, and they're smoking pot. And then, then there's another group of people, and they're playing pranks on each other. I mean, in this one, like, the lines are, like, really, really, like, you know, it's like one girl, like, ah, oh, she shows her boobs, and, like, that's it. You Quite know? a bit, though. Yeah. That was appreciated. And looking at some of good the other movies. horror movies where, you know, the people having sex and having good times are the ones to kill, there's also another way to look at that. Rather than them getting killed because they were doing evil things, you could also look at it as they were killed because they were not on their guard. You know, the the good ones that, you know aren't off having sex and playing pranks you know they're actually paying attention i think that's really where that whole thing stems from well that's always it's not the idea of the sinner but yes the idea of people that aren't busy fucking off are aware of their surroundings you know where if you're doing drugs or having sex you're you're uninhibited you're not paying attention to what's going on you're just wrapped up in what you're doing but then is that almost kind of like the the movies themselves they're horror films they're talking to like the outsider in the audience because you know the the protagonist in the horror films usually the final girl right is the the archetype but she you know i'm going back to the first final girl i think it's you know laurie strode in halloween She's the social misfit. It's like the other girls, you know, are more successful. They're more um, um, socially uh, active and all that. So that's why they don't notice that, you know, Michael Myers is in their midst. Laurie Strode being the, the societal outcast, she, you know, has to babysit the kids and be the good girl and take care of all this stuff, like, behind the scenes. So she's in a position to, to see. To look at, yeah. She's yeah. not wrapped up in her I just own. have to take a moment to say that geeks rule. <laughs> <laughs> but really, see, okay, but like, okay, the character of Angela Baker, what I see what she's doing is, and this this very much stems from uh, how she was treated in the in the first movie. Now, if I didn't make this clear, she was a boy <laughs> that was dressed up as a girl by her crazy aunt until she got her sex change uh, for this movie. 
So what I see, and like she has a story in this where she talks about how there was a boy who I thought liked me once and whatnot. I see she's not just killing people because they're having sex, but it's something like she herself doesn't know how to express, you know, because she's been a boy that dressed as a girl, so she doesn't know who, who am I supposed to be sexually attracted to. Boys, I guess, because I'm dressed as a girl. I'm supposed to play the role as a girl. So, you know, imagine trying to force yourself to be attracted to another, you know, to the same sex as you just because you're told to dress in this role, play in this role. So I think when she sees all these girls or people that are flaunting their sexuality, it is kind of like a, uh, man, uh, almost like a, uh, well, it's almost like she's lashing out at them because they can express themselves freely and she doesn't know how to express herself. You know, she doesn't know how to be sexual in that way because... Well, I think in the in the first movie, I think that's that's the thing that kind of gives it its hook and I think that's why that movie is remembered because, you know, it is... it's The, it, the ending is a twist on the ending of Psycho. I mean, I think that's what they were doing. It's like, you know, we're going to have... The, you know, somebody dressing up as somebody who they aren't. It's not Norman Bates and Mother. It's Angela and whatever the hell they were. Peter, Peter and Angela. Peter is the original name. Peter. But in this one, since that's all gone and she's, you know, now she actually is Angela. But now she's been programmed full of, you know, whatever. You know, she's got this puritanical. Oh, that's the only way I can think of it. She's got the puritanical, like, right and wrong. And if you're wrong in her book, then she murders you. And that's, that's not wrong because she's, you know, sending you home from... I don't know. Maybe yeah, look yeah, it too far I, I into this. She's crazy. She is crazy. I mean, she even though she has of. a method to her madness, she's still nuts. I mean, like 100% Looney Tunes. Well, there, there is a, a little... I was look, trying to find the quote. Can't find it. But towards the end of the movie, she has this one little couple sentences she say that really kind of wraps it up very well. You know, that... I've been in a mental institution. They've pumped me full of more drugs than God has. And God has drugs. I've been recommended as, you know, to be a counselor by uh, yeah, clerics, therapists, yeah. psychologists. So if they're all telling me I'm saying they wouldn't have let me out if I wasn't. No. So therefore, I must be right. I'm cured. Yeah. And that, that was, was her whole rationale. That was that fun. Yeah, yeah. That I I thought that was probably kind of summed up the whole movie for me right there. But at the same time, when she has that night, because she has a nightmare where she goes back and she's reliving the murders of all these people. You know, when I see that, I kind of see as like it's like she yeah, she murders these people, but I, I, it's almost like she doesn't see it as murder as when she does it. You know, she truly sees it as no, nah, this person's wrong. I have to correct them. But then, when she's having her dreams, that's when she can kind of see the actual violence that's taking place in her life. You know, the, the actual actions that she's doing. Well, I, I thought it was interesting that the dream sequence doesn't come until after she kills the first person that isn't doing anything morally yeah. wrong. That's the, when it hits her. She's just going to catch her. And she's I, just going to catch her in the act. And yeah, I, I so she found has to it, protect her right, and identity. I, I found it hilarious that... The thing that scared her so badly that it woke her up from her dream was the girl walking up to her and telling her... You're more fucked up than I thought. Yeah. She doesn't like to hear that she's fucked up. She's afraid that she's crazy. You know, she knows. 
And the actress who played Angela was different between the first and the second movies, right? So the second one's played by who? Pamela Springsteen. Who's related? The daughter of Bruce Springsteen. Wow. I thought it was the daughter, sister. The sister. Yeah, the sister. The sister. And I was surprised to see the uh, Russian general from all the James Bond movies like makes an appearance. He's the camp counselor. <laughs> or the head Joe. camp. Yeah, um, I guess one thing that I was curious about, like when I before I even saw the movie, um, I saw the the box cover upstairs, and the box cover is interesting because it has, what, I think it's Angela. Well, it's a very hot model. Yeah, it's, it's not even yeah, not even <laughs> the actress from the movie. It's not even the actress from the movie. It's a very hot model, and she's got basically a backpack, and in the backpack is, you know, like the hockey mask. And a glove with, you know, the claws on it and... Probably a chainsaw. And a chainsaw. And, and then she's kind of smiling and, and at the camera and then... So I'm like, hmm. You know, I'm just like... Because I, I, I didn't know what to expect. So I'm like, is this like going to be like a parody movie? What, what's going on? Because, I mean, like... the significant, And those, those things show up in the movie because... Uh, some of the kids later on, they're going to like, Hey, we're going to scare, we're going to scare Angela. And so one of them dresses up as Freddy Cougar. He's putting on like, he's putting on makeup to signify a burnt face. He wears, uh, the, the, the Freddy's hat and then he puts on the glove. Another guy's painting a hockey mask and he's got a machete. And so she... The you know she she proceeds to murder, and they're out in the woods. the The two guys are out in the woods trying to kill him, and then she kills the Freddy dude with his own claw. And uh, what costume is she wearing? Well, then she ends up like, then she ends up apparently cutting off that dude's face because she's then wearing the face. And then so she's walking around with the the leather face like outfit and the chainsaw and the chainsaw and then so, yeah so they did I mean see okay so I read that so as like she basically said I'll take your Jason and raise you with a leather face yeah well they're saying that right on the well they're saying that right on the cover for the the movie poster it's like you know it's to say that you know it's like there's Freddy Jason and Leatherface and you know we can take them all and like look Angela's kill them all. But to me, that red is like total desperation as as the filmmakers. It's like they're sitting there going like, you know, they're acknowledging. It wasn't like an homage or kind of like nod to it. It was like he is supposed to be Freddy Krueger. The other guy is supposed to be Jason. It's like you're acknowledging these other slasher movies like within your own slasher movie. You know what I mean? It's, and that gives the film this kind of air of like it's a fan film. It's like it's not a real slasher movie. It's like we got a bunch of people together and we're having a good time and we're making a movie and like, you know, it's like, it's something that like a fan would make. I kind of think Sleepaway Camp 2 is a fan film. Yeah. Yeah, More so than the first one. It's it's a cookie cutter fan film. It's, you know, basically writing on the backs of the successes of these other movies that had come out in the eighties. It's low budget, went directly to, went directly to video. Yeah. And the first one went to theaters. The first one was like a right. legitimate part of the original yeah, this slasher. One went dire- uh, yeah, the one we watched, cycle. part two, went directly to video. I mean, they, they just uh, they're they're catering to, you know. I mean, like it starts off like once you get to the women's thing, it's like, 
a girl gets out of bed and you know she's topless and like which we all appreciate right there's tons <laughs> of like tons uh, of I actually, I actually thought that she was the most interesting character strangely enough and it was probably because she was naked most of the time in the movie but I think uh oh no electronics at the table so uh yeah the uh the uh you know, she seemed like she was interesting because, like, her whole thing was she was trying to get, uh, like, one of the girls. There's one girl who likes the guy that she likes, and she's trying to steal that guy away from the other girl. And yeah, her, she had the and, most care. But she, she's also, like, running, you know, like, she's the antagonist to Angela also. So it's like she had the most to do, it felt like. And then, yeah, I, I, I mean, honestly, I just, I really just, like, I mean, like... Okay, so, like, there's been some movies that, that have been brought to the table that I've been generally, like, I've, like, ah, I hate this movie. Like, straight up just hate, offended by the movie. I, you know, I, I wasn't like that. You know, it was just, it was it was kind of boring to me, though. Like, I was just, like, I was just bored by the fact that, like, okay, it's, like, like, right away, it's, like, she's the killer. She's just killing people, like, and it's just, like... You're saying because what? There's no sense of mystery about it, but yeah. you know who Jason is. Well, and... There's really no plot to this movie. There there's really a, there, isn't, there was, and there's, there's no a... mystery since they show the killer right away. So then you're kind of falling back on basically the most interesting kills. Ah, uh, so yeah, I wanted to bring that up. And it also really kind of falls short on interesting kills. It yeah. has a few good ones in there. You know, my favorite one I have to say is the toilet scene. Dude, leeches, Ellie. <laughs> she kills a woman with a toilet. Or with an outhouse. Well, Forces yeah, her I into mean, the into the outhouse. The whole conversation they have while they're doing that outhouse is in there. It's hysterical. She shoves, uh, Angela shoves Allie's head over into the outhouse toilet and says, what's down there? Allie says, shit. Angela says, that's right, one of your favorite words. Do you mind if I borrow it for a moment? You've been a shitty friend and a shitty camper. So what else is down there? Answer me. And Allie replies, piss. Angela says, you've pissed your way your good looks and God-given talent your whole life and turned it into nothing but a cynical, dirty mouth waste of flesh. What else is down there? And when Allie can't figure it out, Angela shoves her in there bodily and tells her leeches, Allie, for a leech like you. I used to have a t-shirt that said that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And her only regret at the end is that Allie should have been the first to go. Yeah, but even that, I mean, like, if the, uh, the, uh, the, I guess that's the thing that you, that, when I was younger, I think that was the appeal of slasher movies. I mean, mm -hmm. it wasn't so much the I'm talking, the, the murder scenes, oh, yeah. and it wasn't so much that like you know you were you were looking to see people getting you know killed or yeah. that you were frightened by this stuff. But it was it was like that was where they those those were the money shots of the slasher of the slasher film. That's the money shot of the, the Friday the 13th. That's where you're, you're spending all your money. It's why the people want to see it. It's the sleight of hand. The movie magic is taking place that you're pulling off these convincing illusions of bodily dismemberment or whatever. And then they try and top themselves every year. These things are coming out, trying to come up with like more and more creative kills. And the Friday the 13th movies, I think maybe, you know, I mean, obviously the Elm Street movies, I think, like, elevated it to a whole another level. Famous but for, level. for slasher, you know, kills where it was knives and, you know, uh, 
uh, cattle prods or whatever the fuck. Yeah, pointy (laughs) instrument machetes and, you know, hedge clippers. You know, they seem to have, like, that was the the de facto standard. You know, you're trying to beat what they did in a Friday the 13th movie. So because of that, I was extremely disappointed by Sleepaway Camp 2 because it, like, all the kills were, like, they Uh. weren't. They, yeah, but they weren't like these big like Tom Savini makeup effects, uh, you know, moments where like you know you'd see somebody getting you know whatever the hell some creative you know somebody picked up and slammed into a into a you know sleeping bag slammed into a tree or uh, you know Jason impaling people and flipping them over his shoulder or you know any of that kind of squeezing yeah. a guy's head so his eyeball would pop out at the it's camera. Kind of I think they tried to interject uh, like pithy statements into those killing scenes because it seemed like almost all of them had some kind of statement that Angela would make with yeah, her she death. she had her moral like story. It's like getting killed by Pinhead. He's yeah. going to talk to you yeah. for a few minutes. But even Pinhead like killed people in like awesome, gory, grotesque, you know, cinematic kind of yeah, ways. But it was really well, just it chains. Like that, this uh, movie, it wanted to make its kind of little mark by having all these statements reflecting in the. Yeah, in but the you can still scenes. have that. Freddy Krueger would always have like his little, you know, well, one liner yeah. afterwards. But you'd still have like the set piece was the murder scenes. It's like, in, you know, Sleepaway Camp Two is kind of like watching a Friday the Thirteenth movie with all the murder scenes cut out of it. And it's like, well, what's the appeal well, of, yeah, of the movie? Yeah, it's a low-budget movie, and of course it's not very good. I'm just saying I think that what they tried to interject... I mean, most filmmakers, even if they're making a cut, cookie cutout movie like this one is, they try to have something unique in it. And I think this movie tried to interject, you know, how crazy Angela was yeah. in the statements she would make. I mean, she was just annoyingly chipper and happy throughout the whole thing and she had this great big killer smile haha and it it was just it was yeah the killing scenes weren't very good there wasn't any plot but watching her was entertaining i have to say just because she was just so just chipper crazy yeah. chipper gleeful yeah and I, I did like some of the lines that were in that movie I think my fa- one of my one of my favorite parts was uh, when uh, there's the 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 black girl comes in and she's like, I think people are. I called the parents and she didn't go home. So like Angela's like, oh, I gotta kill you now. So like Angela walks off and she's like examining the room for th- something that yes. she needs to find. So she's like. Picking up like a for stereo. Weapon. She's looking she's for like, a weapon. Yeah, right, yeah right. I thought that and was she, one of my. Then she grabs scenes. a hanger and she grabs a hairbrush and this, can she? Can I use this as a weapon? Well, I can brush my hair with it. And like you know, like the lady's like, "What are you doing? Oh, just just fixing my guitar. Fixing my guitar." And then you know she ends up grabbing like the guitar string and then chokes her out with it. But I mean, let that like her like looking. With of course, the statement that she talks too much. But looking for the, like, look, like you know, just rummaging through and trying to, like, test out, is this going to work? I think that was And she's so was. calm about it. The whole yeah. time this girl is basically getting ready to call her out, she's just calmly and chipperly looking for a murder weapon. Yeah, I, I think, I mean, I think the, the reason you watch this movie 
is, I mean, it's like, basically, it's just like, you're going to watch it for the boobs, and then you're going to watch it for the the kills, I guess, right? If you're into horror movies. Well, except there's no kills. There are two kills. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> on, a, on a horror basis, I'll, because it's straight Look at Friday video. 7, look at this, I don't see that big of a difference. Sensors were so at the time that you almost couldn't show anything. Yeah. Yeah, that, that so it's is like they didn't thing. even. But that's a, they did well. That's neither here nor there. I guess it, it feels like they didn't really even try. Maybe that was because they knew they were going to get you know censored so much. Well, or whatever. they probably just have money. Yeah, because they did decapitate a boy. They what did. The that's hell? right. There was a decapitation. Yeah, fuck. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. And a throat, a throat slashing. Speaking along those lines, I would say this movie is probably in the top ten percent of continuity errors. No, let's hear those continuity errors. Oh. I, got, I, got, I got continuity Wait, what, errors. What are you doing? Are you looking all oh, this I up see. on There's the a IMDb? There's so many pre-prepared. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was anything that was noticed what? in the film. What? But well, no. It's a pre-made I actually, list. I noticed several continuity issues during the film. So oh, I got curious, and I looked it up. And most of the ones that I found were already there. There were some that I, I hadn't noticed right away. But thinking back, they were pretty obvious. I mean, like the first one I said was one of the first kill. Actually, it was the first kill when she hits the first camper. The girl grabs the side of the head that's not bloody, you know. Uh-huh. And it's like you can that right there kind of pointed out to me. Oh, that's how low budget this yeah, is going to yeah. be. It's I think so it's, low budget. It was a nice bludgeoning. To have to wash off her hand with yeah, the blood. I don't know, man. The blood effects on that first bludgeoning were pretty weak. No way. That was well, awesome. Yeah. That was a nice bludgeoning to the head. Well, really the thick blood just, oozing out. It was just blood, though. That's nice. all it was. Oh, it was nice blood. I mean, That's all you no needed. Scalp. <laughs> what are you talking about? Nothing. Yeah, I mean, not I think, even once again, it was 1988. Yeah, but that's what, in 1988. I think you're expecting, I expect you know, something better. Uh, I also noticed, uh, as far as continuity, you pointed it out, Travis, that the uh, the camp counselor dude who played the Russian in the James Bond movies. He had like a, a southern accent yeah. all of a sudden yeah, in the yeah, middle of the movie yeah. for like no good reason. And then in the, at the beginning of the movie, he didn't. And uh, yeah, yeah. it was actually kind of funny to hear that guy speak without a Russian accent. <laughs> I've seen him for so many years. Well, and like during a lot during the cabin scenes, you would think, see things change between camera cuts, yeah. like the panty raids, you know, the clothes were always in different positions, you know. Um, and the jockstrap raid, the clothes were in different positions. And in the bathroom sexist scene, oh, like, yeah. that was just, I mean, aside from the actual <laughs> act that they were doing, which yeah. was just horrible. But all, if you were a 14-year-old boy, it'd be the most thrilling scene of a movie this year. Oh, no, they <laughs> were engaged in a weird wrestling. Yeah, there, there's two people trying to pretend like they're having sex uh, in this bathroom well, stall. they're not even trying to pretend they're having sex. It's, it's rough sex, it's, people. It's, it is awesome what you've been waiting to have at camp situations. sex. I mean, and that, it, it's an eating out situation. It's not a sex situation. Where do you want to go? Uh, he was, he was totally sex. like, yeah, he was uh, he was making out with her stomach and she's like jumping up and down and they're grunting and slamming each other into things and it's like, have you people ever had sex before? Maybe course, maybe this is what people who have never had sex they think had two that uh, this is how you fake sex. In front of the stereo to make it romantic. Oh, that's totally romantic. It was fucking hilarious. 
I mean, it was it was. I guess what you're pointing out. There's like an amateur. Uh, there's an amateurishness to like this entire movie, as far as like the uh, the acting for number for one. The mullet count is quite high in this movie. Oh, yes. Speaking of actors, there's one actor we forgot to point out. Um, Molly, who plays the heroine, is heroine is actually the sister to Emilio Estevez. Her name being Ray Estevez. Uh, interesting. Well, Travis had made a uh, an observation that all of the cast members, no, all the character names, are right. based on the rat, the '80s Rat Pack. Yeah. Demi, Ellie, for Ellie, Ellie Sheeney, you got Molly Ringwald, <laughs> you got Demi Moore. You There's had, one girl named Phoebe. Phoebe Cates. Phoebe Cates. You had, you had Charlie, you had Rob. <laughs> I forget who TC is. I can't remember who TC is. Anyway. TC Slater. <laughs> was he... Who, was he the dean? He was he the was super a, mullet he was dude. The other counselor guy. Oh no, I'm, I know in this movie. <laughs> well, I would say this movie doesn't need that much of a plot because her character is the plot. Angela Baker, her character is what you're examining. You know, and yeah, she's just doing what she's done. Plots, dude. That's not true. <laughs> I think that's, but that's why <laughs> like slasher, you want a mulligan is yeah, what you want. That, you want a pointless plot. But that's why slasher movies get singled out as being like trash cinema, right? Is yeah, because I like, never thought they were trash cinema. I happen to enjoy them, like thoroughly and like, you know. Well, that, that then this is like a on your list, man. Well, where's Friday the Thirteenth? Then be guaranteed to have two things: TNA and gruesome death scenes, and that's what you watch them for. TNA. Well, this one didn't have the gruesome death scenes. And yeah, it, well, I mean, it did. It if like you, you know, the TNA, let's go too. back and look it at the awesome death teeth. scenes in Warlock. You it know, I, that wasn't a slasher movie. Yeah, I had teeth. No way. There's only teeth. No way. Yeah, there were some panties. But yeah, I mean, that was, I mean, that was kind of what I was thinking when I was, you know, as I was watching it, like right when it started, I'm like, oh, this is the kind of movie that we're in for, you know, just by the acting level alone. And I'm like, as it went on, I'm like, you know, I remember watching some really shitty Friday the 13th movies. And I want to say like probably part five was my least favorite. Uh, like, I mean, like as far as the most amateurish of those, of those, those movies, like all the other ones had like X. <laughs> yeah, but even that one. Those yeah. actors were worse than the Jason Five actors. Eh, maybe true. I can't I remember swear that that's as well. True. I mean, like, well I mean, it was what, in space. Actually, yeah. I, okay, so as a as a person who is who like I like I don't watch horror films at all. I mean, I just the only horror films you've that seen I ever a watched shitload of horror movies is it only is recently. <laughs> I've, I've only recently seen hot horror movies, and that's that's because I, I participated in Colin's History of Horror, which is only highlights. I schooled the, Tom. On the horror film genre, right. and only it only highlight the greats, right? So I, I miss like you know we watched Friday the Thirteenth like one, you know. So like, in the realm of like uh, slocky, um slashers, right? I mean, I'm only seeing like the original Halloween, the original Friday the Thirteenth. So like, not Friday the Thirteenth Part Five, or like right, you know, totally Halloween. Six or you know, yeah. Um, like I mean, how does this movie rate up against like the? Are well, you asking me? Scale. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm asking. I'm That's asking crazy. Everybody. This movie. This movie's better than Halloween Three. This movie's better than. Uh, I'm asking. Man, this movie's I mean, better than like, a lot of slasher. Where does it stand yeah. in the slasher 
genre. I you mean, know, probably the only well-known slasher movie that is worse than this one is probably the one where Jason goes to space. Well, that's just a stupid idea. No way. There, I swear to God, this there's one, a million and one better, like, yeah, worse slasher movies than this. Movie. Blood Feast, fucking... Yeah. Well, I, there's I'm so many horrible... well-known genre ones, the ones you remember. Yeah, but uh, see, that's the thing. I mean, I know, I, know, I know this is dear, uh, dear to Travis's heart, but I don't think that Sleepaway Camp... Two is like one of the see that's crazy. The this best this is a cult. It's a cult following. This is one of the. Best. Well, I know. Sure I know it that, does have a cult following. Oh yeah, yeah. We should talk about that because uh, how the sequel was made. No, but well, I mean, there's a part three, Teenage Wasteland, which that has Pamela Springsteen. That's like I swear to God, they maybe even filmed them back to back. I'm not sure. It's the same like production crew. Even I mean that one's fucking unwatchable. Almost like some people would probably not say that, <laughs> but. But uh, then there is a, I can't remember if it's called Return to Sleepaway Camp or Sleepaway Camp 4. There's a Return to Sleepaway Camp, and that is even more unwatchable, because that is done oh, like yeah, with a called, shoestring budget. It's Return to Sleepaway Camp, is there one called, in 2008. Is there one called Sleepaway Camp 4, The Survivor? Yes. There are two different a, movies? Yes. That one, the, the Sleepaway Camp 4, The Survivors, was released in 2012. Yeah, like, it's supposed to be, like, brand new. Because The Survivor was supposed to come out, like, years ago, but then they did the return to Sleepaway Camp, which was horrible, which they even brought back the original girl that played Angela. So, mind you, she yeah, played Angela when she was, like, 14, then came back in, like, 2010 to play Angela. It was well, horrible. I remember there was some talk about that movie, like, that I heard, you know, just chatter about, because it was, like... We're trying, you know, they had filmed some of it or something, and, were, and had run out of money, and was try- they were trying to get the completion of the movie done, and there was like this groundswell of fans that you know wanted to actually see this thing come out, and lo and behold, eventually one day it was but actually that was a fan film because that had that had actors from Sleepaway Camp Two, Sleepaway Camp One. I mean, that was a the was return fan, to Sleepaway yeah, like Camp service. was fan service, a hundred percent. Like, I don't know, that's why I think even Sleepaway Camp 2, I don't know, this is like really a gem of a horror movie, because, okay, you said the first one comes out, like, I don't even know when. 83. Yeah? Mm -hmm. 83. So, then, I mean, 88 or whatever, 87, 88 this came out, you know? It really took somebody, I think the filmmakers of this movie, they love Sleepaway Camp, all they could do is imagine, man, what's Angela gonna grow up like, man? What would this person that... That was, you know, this boy made to live like a girl and, you know, all the shit she's had to deal with, let alone after uh, going crazy and killing everybody just because, I mean... Yeah, but see, like that, that never seemed to, like, even in watching this, I mean, I have to ask, you know, Tom here and the woman, if that came off, you know, to you guys, because that didn't come off, that didn't come across to me. Like that whole, like the gender politics there. You know, of having this person who was a boy no, living yeah. with him. Like that, that didn't yeah, you know the character that they really should have played more upon because I mean the, I think I mean, that would have made it more one, interesting. That was extremely interesting. It was a great twist ending, but no, I do not think they played on that in this movie at yeah, all. Yeah, because I think this one took the road that she was the avenging. You know, like uh, yeah, know, I, I, she I, was I, the I righteous a, asexual, just against it, against it. Against yeah, exactly. It. She's asexual almost because she's like I'm still a virgin. You know, but see, I is thought, it because I, she doesn't like boys, or is it because you know, I she, that's what they, I think they should have brought in. It, you know, like when she had that 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 nightmare dream sequence. 
that would have been a perfect time to address her insecurities about sex and which way she leans. But they didn't do that. The first one did have some kind of... Like they, the first one did play that up, like where you saw dream sequences of someone you didn't know who it was until the end. Am I remembering that? Well, incorrectly? okay. In the in the first one, you're guessing. You're always guessing. Well, you're not guessing. What it is is all the memories are when when Peter when uh, I'm sorry, Peter had a a sister. So when you've watched the first Sleepaway Camp. You think it is the little boy and the father that are. I'm sorry. You think it's the. You think it's the. Yeah. You think it's the little boy and the father that died. You know. So when you go into these backflashes, there's always just a little boy and a little girl, and and they even frame it to where the little girl is like the focus of the screen, right? Yeah. So even your eyes directed to that little girl, you know that's Angela, right? But yeah, you don't know that you're always looking at the little boy. The little boy is the memory it actually belongs to, and mm-hmm. and. I mean, it is probably one of those things that helps once you... I mean, that's why I like this movie. It's a, you know, it's like once you've seen Rocky 1, hey, Rocky 2, you can go do whatever. You're, you know, you don't need to be so, like, explorative of of who the person is because you kind of already know through other whatever. So in part two here, I don't think they needed to focus. I like what they did focus on because they still focused on her crazy aunt, but her crazy aunt as in wh- how... How much she always referred to what her aunt told her, what her aunt told her. You know, my aunt told me always keep your morals strong and never go wrong, and and whatever else her aunt told her. Mm. So she still keeps what her aunt's, even though even though she should realize that her aunt was crazy and dressing her up like a little girl and making her live as a girl. You know, and she still kind of sees that as you know, no, it was her motherly thing. Huh. Yeah, that's true. They they did, you know, mention several times about her aunt bringing it in there. So I guess you almost kind of needed to have seen the first one well, to I get the, those connections. I I wouldn't comprom- uh I wouldn't uh I wouldn't uh damn it was the word anyway I just recommend wrote, yeah recommend what the hell I was like comprehend. I was trying to say comprehend and he's now cut off folks shit started but you uh would recommend I wouldn't recommend seeing any sequel without seeing the first one right. I mean any I mean I just wouldn't yeah sorry Tom yeah that's true <laughs> he had a week he had seven days to go go watch Sleepaway Camp you know and Sleepaway Camp 2 had an alternate name. Does anybody know what that alternate name was? I know Sleepaway it, Camp The Return of Angela. No, it was something completely different. I can't remember what it was, but it was just completely different when it was released. Uh, re, when they re-released it as a DVD, I think, um, one of the distributors gave it a completely different name. Other than Sleepaway Camp 2? Other than Sleepaway Camp 2. It was something completely different. Are you looking this up right now? Is that I, why? I, yeah, I had it on my screen, but somebody shut down my screen. So yeah. now I'm trying to find it again. Well, let's, 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 uh, well she looks for that because I'm kind of interested now. Um, and when they were doing all these re-releasing, you know, Anchor Bay got a hold of it and they yeah, were doing all they, this stuff. A lot of things were changed during those releases especially in the uk which i find kind of interesting because when i went over to the uk 
they seem to not have any reservations about showing sexual stuff. I mean, you'd walk down the street and see advertisements for it. So I was kind of shocked when I read that they had to cut out a lot of stuff. Um, yeah, but in the UK, in the UK they, they had the video nasties. Back in the early 80s, they were really on guard for anything that was coming in that was going to be like morally compromised, like the youth or whatever. So, like Evil Dead, I know, was banned forever. Texas Chainsaw Texas Massacre, Lord. like Last House on the Left. There was a bunch of, like, they didn't get Texas Chainsaw until like the 90s? Almost like 89 or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that yeah. that wouldn't surprise me that they made those changes there, I guess, at that period of, in time. Now it's a lot more uh, relaxed. Oh, yeah, and the other thing was, you know, that um, sex scene uh, between Allie and Rob. The crazy wrestling scene in the bathroom stall? No, when they actually got to finish oh, the sex Oh, right, scene. yeah, okay. When, yeah. I, I like it. When you, you know a girl's like a huge whore if you just get done fucking and she says, thanks, that was fun. It's like, holy shit, that means she's done this a lot. So she can actually <laughs> compare that. Like, thanks, that was a lot of fun. <laughs> in actuality, though, that wasn't shot with the act those actors. It was actually shot with Valerie Hartman and just an actor playing Rob. Stunt double, stunt cut. <laughs> <laughs> A sex stunt double, I guess. That's kind of the uh, the body double thing. There's a movie that came out of the slasher era, kind of, but it was Brian De Palma. You ever seen it? Body double. Craig Watson, Melanie Griffith. It's no. about body doubles and movie body doubles. I mean, like, Colin, you are like you you are like probably the biggest horror fan that I know. Like, you haven't seen this movie before. I haven't. So no, like, because this I mean, was one that I like steered clear of for many years. Because I, I saw Sleepaway Camp, and it you know again I think Sleepaway Camp next to Friday. I mean, we're talking about it's you Friday. I know. Yeah, listen, listen, listen. No, no, I'm explaining it. So there's Friday the Thirteenth, which is a copy of Halloween, right? So then there's like all these slasher movies that are all copies of Friday the Thirteenth. They're just tweaking something in some way or another. Sleepaway Camp, I think, is a terrible movie. That's Redeemed, crazy. It's well, this is just my opinion. Well, I know. It's crazy. I know, I know. But, he, but he was know. asking. He sounds so like an the, angel uh, there. You know, at the, uh, it, but it's redeemed. It, it makes itself memorable. It distinguishes itself by having this reveal at the end that sticks in your mind. So you're like, okay, so I remember the movie Sleepaway Camp. Otherwise, it's like a really bad like clone Friday the 13th. Okay. So this one, you know, which I don't but know. I you guess see the box and go, hey, that's interesting. No, because it looks very, it looks very cheap. It's a direct-to-video movie that somebody somewhere down the line said, you know what? We've got the rights to the Sleepaway Camp, and slasher movies are still doing stuff that we can make some money. So let's come up with a plot that you know will. This we'll, movie was <laughs> love. It wasn't just numbers crunching. It, was it feel love. it feels like it was. It, well, it was feels definitely like numbers it was crunching. Mercenary. But if you love something, they, you they make couldn't it pay for it. anything. It was like we're just gonna. It was. It does have that kind of. I mean, what I appreciate, I like the the kind of like. Hey gang, let's get together and make a movie kind of feel that you have from it because I mean obviously these actors have never done anything before and probably never did anything since, you know, and they're all getting together and doing this and it's like we're just putting this thing together because we know we can throw it out on the market and make some money off of it. So it's like it's in What's the, that the horror movie. Well, see, I think well, a horror movies can aspire to be more than that. Though, yeah. I, I, see, that's I guess why I yeah. love horror movies. A horror movie aficionado such as Colin is. 
I hold them to a higher standard. You, you kind of... <laughs> you like warlocks, sir. You get sir. to learn really quickly, <laughs> just, even from looking at a trailer, the quality of the movie. You know, you get to know it so well that you can pretty much look at the trailer and tell somebody if this was a well-made movie or not. And when you add on to that somebody who is interested in filmmaking as a filmmaker, you get pretty specific on how well the movie was made technically. Well, yeah, but I mean, some of this you can tell, you know, just like, you know, there was a series of movies called Witchboard. You remember those? They came out direct yeah. to video, like there are the Amityville sequels that came out. I mean, you got to recognize, like, okay, these ones are the, you know, direct to video, hey, let's make a quick buck off of the, this name. And then there'd be, like, the other stuff that you'd hear about going around film festivals and, you know, the people would start talking about that you'd be like, you know, this is something that, you know, is something you should pay attention to because it sounds like, you know, it might be good. And these, I think, are like video video cassette programmers back in the day where it was just kind of like we need to make some money and we've got this name people recognize sleepaway camp or amityville or witchboard or whatever here's you know go shoot it this weekend and you know it'll be out next week <laughs> so yeah it's kind of genius but i mean what g, I mean, g, g <laughs> level they, they, horror they movies went out and they but made like horror. a huge box set that had the sleepaway camp by i think the thing came with like a it's a huge box. Came with like a first aid kit. It, was, it, was, it looked like a first. Yeah, they had kit. to actually recall it because they put the Red Cross on it at first, and it's like you can't do that. Yeah, <laughs> but that's, I mean, yeah, this this is my opinion. I mean, like obviously, you know, Travis yeah, is of the other opinion. I mean, he's the person that the the box set's made for. You know, there's you a fan, said, like, but there's three, also four and five are like utter shit. Like, well, because I'm also if not, utter shit I don't have my head on my two. ass. Because even though Colin says this is like cheap and this is like what I guarantee out of his whole horror collection, we can find something that seems as cheap as this, as rushed as this. I guarantee it. You know, it's like horror fans have their favorites, Mm -hmm. and I mean, this is very true. Does comedy fans discussions of this? Yeah, I'm pretty partial to Freddy myself. Yeah, and Hellraiser, right? Probably yeah, but those are good movies. Well, no, I mean, unless well, you're come on, okay. Hellraiser one was and two, a very low budget movie. But Wait, you're talking about the first one. Yes, the first Hellraiser has a is like a great, a great, yeah. a classic. But only horror one film. and yes, two are any good at all. I'd agree with that. Three, even from part three, it goes. Yeah, but you can be wrong. you can be low budget, but the concept, the oh. idea, is the thing that rescues a movie from you know the confines concept? of its of its budget. She's Ooh, a chick that she... doesn't like people saying dirty words or acting a fool, so she has to take a fucking drill to that. Yeah, but it's more interesting to me when you put a hockey mask on that guy and he busts through doors and uh, really, puts this was missing your love story. Is all this? Well, no, I had a good love story. <laughs> if I can interrupt, I, I did just figure out the other title oh. they gave it. Mm. It was also known as Nightmare Vacation 2. Right. Well, is that funny. what it was called in... Uh, was Nightmare Vacation 1, Sleepaway Camp 1? Like, the same exact movie, but when they re-released it, um, one of the distributors uh, called it Nightmare Vacation 2. In the United States? I don't... Uh, because I can see, like, Germany, you know, guys are not knowing what a sleepaway camp is, you know, or whatever. So it becomes Nightmare Vacation. 
I will like keep looking vacation. into this. Okay. I like uh, Nightmare Vacation. No, Sleepaway Camp is very oh, scary is. sounding. It's yeah, like, and that's a brand name. Anchor Bay released this movie on DVD in the UK in May of 2004 as Sleepaway Camp 2, while Futuristic Entertainment released it on VHS in the 90s under the alternate title Nightmare Vacation 2. So mm. no, it was not released in the US as Nightmare Vacation 2. Mm. It was released in the United Kingdom as Nightmare Vacation 2 on VHS. Nightmare Vacation 2, bang it on the <laughs> Whatever happened to Nightmare Vacation 1? That would be Sleepaway Camp 1, I'm assuming. Or maybe. Alright, so I, I got a question, okay, an observation, if you will. What was up with the end, right? So the end, like, she... Anticlimactic. No, no. Really? She, she's got this cabin. She kills cabin. Molly. She's got this cabin. It's the Jason 2 cabin. Or that's the, no, that's one of the cabins from Camp Arawak. And it is full yeah, of the dead Ed bodies, Gein. and they're all just hanging out. She what? likes to print. She uh, brings yeah, all the like dead the bodies inside killer, there. Again, am I saying that right? Yeah, uh, they're all the same. Yeah, so, I mean, <laughs> they're all kind of takeoffs on that. Yeah, but all movie serial killers have their their room where they, they like to trophies. put all the. That's the bodies. Texas Chainsaw ending. Yeah, even, even Dexter, the, the TV layer. show, plays off to that. You know, he keeps his. Oh, trophies. I love that joke. Oh, hey, speaking of, look who's on the television. <laughs> the dude's head is sitting in the television. Yeah, <laughs> there are some great quotes. I can. I'll tell you, this movie's fun, man. <laughs> <laughs> this is a fun horror movie. It doesn't need to be gory. Her character is so bright and chipper and fun. It's like <laughs> Mrs. Cleaver going around killing people. I love it. Yeah, uh, nice girls don't have to show it off. Yeah, nice know? girls don't have to show See, it off. Yeah, like I was thinking, like at the very beginning, when you know, like it was like nice girls. Because like I thought, like boom, you had an opportunity right there to take Angela with another direction, man. You could just. What direction they, they kept, would that well, be? They, they kept calling her like a dyke and stuff like that, and I, I thought that would like pay off. You wanted her to be a dyke? Well, I thought you because I knew that she was a boy, right? Turned into a girl. I figure that might be like some kind of interesting character arc that you could. No, take. she just doesn't think about it because if she thinks about it, she'll go Looney Tunes. That's the problem. You know, here's Turn okay. Into a psycho. Wait, okay. So I got I got something for you because this is where I started with this movie tonight because I've seen the original one. Obviously, Travis says we're watching this one tonight. So I did. I purposely didn't look up anything about it, right? So I went into this completely blind. So the thing starts with you know this campfire scene where they're telling the story about the the events of the first movie, and in it uh, they make the reference that you know like Angela is either in an institution or Angela might be in Hollywood or whatever. And then this girl walks up who I don't recognize because obviously it's a different actress than the first movie, and kills one of the people at this campground. And then the credits roll, and I'm like. That doesn't look like the girl from the first movie. Is this the movie that they made about the first movie? And I was like, is that where we're going with this? And then, like, I kept waiting for that to happen. I'm like, no, I guess this is the new Angela then. And it just doesn't connect. It's not the, it's a different actor. Kind of for like a stab. Yeah, that's what I thought. I was like, is this like a Scream 2 kind of thing where they're going to be like pull out and this is in a theater? But nope. No, well, that was the new Angela. Yeah. Again, many missed opportunities. <laughs> the whole a... <laughs> movie is just full of like missed opportunities. Yeah, there is, but I don't know about that. <laughs> there's missed opportunities, but there's also some great things in there. You know, I, I still, I, I, I'd say the best parts of the movie are some of the dialogue lines. Yeah, the character. 
<laughs> and unfortunately, that's probably the only things that make the movie memorable. So that's why I'm, I'm, I'm you know be you, you got to be careful when you get into these slasher movies, especially you know the ones around the '80s and '90s. Is that they all very easily fit into this cookie cutter thing, and you have to find a way to make it creative murder scenes. That's, <laughs> that's how you do it. Well, yeah. you hire Tom that. Savini or one of his well, protégés. Make and make the 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 murderer interesting. Yeah. You know, look at Freddy. You know, with the claws. He yeah. Great, well, they all had like backstory. You know, Angela's backstory was great, but. You know, the other characters of Jason and Freddy and Michael Myers, they constantly yeah. played she has on a those backstories. She's the nice girl. Well, they've got to look. Like, you know, I mean, you got yeah. the, the Prowler. Really the Prowler from the Prowler is like a, a World War II guy. She could be your camp counselor. That's a cool reality to me. That she is this little, like, skinny, like, you wouldn't think it's her and... Yeah, you know she's all about nicety, but then as soon as you say one thing wrong, she's gonna stab you. That's awesome. Yeah, I love Angela Baker, the and Angela she's Death. So cheerful while she does it, you know. Oh, she's oh, so like cheerful. When she has that conversation with the camp leader at the very beginning, and you know he's like, you know, what's happened in this day and age? You know, kids used to be so great mm. and wonderful, and she's like, oh, you know, don't talk like that. They're still good kids. We just have to weed we them just out. Just have to you know? weed uh, out the uh, bad. Yeah. Uh, Fuck yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's all the plot you need is that there's kids that need killing. Yeah. It was called Friday the 13th. Uh, oh, come on, Friday the 13th. Uh, like that created the kid getting murdered in a movie. Uh, it, it, well, it did kind of. No, it uh, didn't. So the. Uh, all. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so oh, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Dementia different. 13. We black, can go on. Let's, black Christmas. Let's go farther and farther back yeah. about the killings in the movie. Yeah, Bay of Blood. Yeah, uh, any other further. Re- uh, uh, anything about. Uh, uh, well, Sleepaway Camp 2 observations <laughs> before we go around the table and do our wrap ups? We I do have a few interesting tidbits I pulled up. Are we interested? Uh, if they're very quick. Um, you know, you're putting me on the spot here. Are these things that our listeners can just go look up on the IMDb? Uh, yeah, okay, fine. Go look it up on the IMDb. There's some interesting little stuff in there. Go awesome. Ahead. All right, I'll do uh, mine, and then we'll go around the room, yeah? Each, okay. Uh, Shouldn't he go first? Well, he, no, it's his movie. Did. He gets to, he gets oh, to have he the final word. Yeah. Oh, I got you. Uh, yeah, okay, so this is Colin, Sleepaway Camp uh, 2. Uh, yeah, I mean, again, I, I guess I've said most of the stuff I think that I would, you know, the, the about this movie already. Uh, I think, you know, I, I hold the Friday the 13th movies as like the, uh, I mean, as the bar as far as, I'm not saying that they're awesome, but they're like, you know, they're the slasher movie series and like, okay, so this is a... Uh, it's a very cheap knockoff of the Friday the 13th. All I could see is Travis shaking his head over. I'm going to put up a blinder. How many ghost movies <laughs> do you see in theaters every yeah. year? Like those are the same. Yeah, but this this is this is this is specifically specifically. No, no, wait. You get your wrap up. So yeah, this is specifically. But my wrap up, give me a wrap up about your wrap up. <laughs> this is specifically a carbon copy of the Friday the 13th formula i mean that's they wanted to make a friday the 13th movie and get and you know i mean that's how the first one came about friday, friday the 13th, 13th was a mystery dude 
For, and so was Sleepaway Camp. One. So was Sleepaway Camp. Sleepaway Camp cashed in on the success of the runaway success at the time in 1980 of Friday the 13th. That's why everybody and their mother wanted to make a slasher movie and came up with something. This one, you know, made many years later is like it's just it's one of the cheapest, you know, uh, slasher movies, I think, maybe that I've ever seen. I mean, it's just kind of. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I would I think uh, Sorority House Massacre. But I haven't. Party I haven't. I haven't seen. What the those. fuck? I thought there was well, a see, that, that's down the here. thing. I, I, I'm avoid. I'm. I'm He's very. Yeah, I'm very Hello. conscientious of like what I think you is see a lot of probably going to be. I do, I, I do. I, like I have avoided all these. Yeah, crappy, yeah. I've avoided all these crappy ones, but I watch a, three horror movies a week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. To my yeah. Earlier that's right. About so the way he views them. yeah, so that's right. There's like some things you just have to avoid in order to go for you know you got to you got to pick off the tree, not pull off the ground. Kind of, you know, the fruit. Unless it's a ghost. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, um, I thought uh, the acting universally uh, was pretty much terrible in this movie. I mean, I did kind of like the buoyant personality of Allie, the uh, bouncing, the bouncy uh, cheerleader-like whatever uh, girl, and uh, the, uh, and uh, um, Angela herself. Uh, although I, you know, again, I think I prefer the original Angela and would have liked the movie better. Maybe had she been in it, I don't know what it, but, uh, I, yeah, um, I thought that it's moral compass was kind of weird where it was just like, you know, this extreme puritanical, you know, like we're going to kill everybody. So it's like, okay, so what are you saying about, you know, the, the a puritanical moral society, I guess is the thing. It's like, you know, that's the thing to fear. It's like, we got to, these are the, the villains. I thought that was interesting, but uh, uh, I just thought it, I was I was I was smothered by its cheapness, I guess, and it was just really kind of um, a downer. So much so that I would say probably like run very far away from Sleepaway Camp Two. You can do wow. better almost by accident by That's throwing hard. a stone into a video store shelf. Or they don't have that anymore. Just go to Netflix. Oh, no, you'll find a bunch of crap there Watch too. Watch a but, ghost movie. But it's all those are on awesome. Netflix. <laughs> That's what yeah. I'm Find a real slasher movie oh and God. spend your time Next. on that. <laughs> Next. That's all I got. Uh, okay. I mean, well, so, so some movies Travis has shown or we've seen in the past here, I've I've had like very, very huge, strongly negative opinions about. I'm having that now. Yeah. Like, like <laughs> I, I'm looking at you, monster in my closet. And this was no monster in my closet. Where's the joy in people's All right, lives? so this was no monster in my closet. This did not elicit, like, true hatred from me. You're and, a closet and, horror fan. No, no, That's no, what no. you're... It's a closet. Uh, I mean, this movie's kind of like... I'm just going to... I'm, I'm going to say this movie's almost kind of a uh, product of its time. In 1988, if you were, like, a... 14-year-old boy, 15-year-old boy, before the internet, you know... I mean, because you got to see boobs in, in horror movies. I mean, like, there were a lot of boobs and a lot of killing. I mean, that's kind of what, I mean, that's kind of what it's meant for. I mean, at, at the time. Now, I mean, now you got the internet, so. I mean, <laughs> yeah, would you it. recommend it to a, a person listening to this podcast who has not seen it? I, I, you know, no. I mean, it was, it, the movie was, was boring, for one. I, I found it quite boring there was no plot it was the plot was like non-existent they had a lot of potential they, they could have they could took it in good directions um 
but they really didn't. The kills weren't very, weren't very good. They weren't unique enough. I mean, granted, I mean, for me to like knock a horror movie is kind of like, I mean, like I'm not a horror fan at all, so I don't really like horror movies. So, you know, any opinion from me about a horror movie is like. But you're a movie fan. Would you recommend this to me? As, as a movie fan, no, you can do better. I mean, yeah. He, I don't recommend this movie. Me, personally, I do not recommend this movie. I find it boring, but I'm not a horror fan. And it's not 1988, and I'm not a 14-year-old boy. <laughs> so. If you were a 14-year-old boy now, would you recommend this movie? Maybe. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I like yeah. a man who knows his mind. If you're a 14-year-old boy, okay, if you're a 14, 15-year-old boy, you like Friday the 13th, you like Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Halloween. I wonder how I started liking this movie. Then, then if you, yeah, you might as well go for it, but... 14-year-olds have Saw and Paranormal Activity. They don't know what Friday the 13th is. Uh, I think, has not I think they have heroin. I think this is what, like, you know... You know, if you want to see a slasher, I don't know, it's... Whatever. (laughs) And your wrap-up. Yeah, just just probably avoid this movie in in all actuality, unless you're part of the Sleepaway Camp fan club. Which there are fans out there. But otherwise, I thought it was kind of boring. But, like, if Brent were here, Brent Brent would probably like it. He'd probably be like... This is the greatest movie out there. It just brings joy to my heart, you know. Brent could not join us this evening yeah. due to sickness. Yeah, but he would probably like this because he surprises you. You never know. What, he's like the wild card. He's just gonna be like, "Poof! I thought it was great." And you're like, "What? Do you like? I, where do you get this from?" But so, I say no. But Brent, he'd probably say yes. I'm just gonna give him a yes. <laughs> Before I start, I. Throughout this entire movie, I kept picturing Angela Bettis playing Angela. It was the film. actress from May. Yes. Uh, Great film. You should check it out. And, yeah, and Angela Bettis has a very unique face and a very unique acting style. And I just can't help but wonder how this movie would be different if she had played the character of Angela instead. That just kept running through my mind the entire time I was watching this film. As for its quality, um, it is definitely not something that will ever go into an Oscar nomination. Um, it is a slasher knockoff, very very low budget, even beyond the low budgets of most usual slasher knockoff films. Um, trying to pick up on all of the craze that was happening because of the slasher movies that were doing great. Halloween, Nightmare on Elm Street, Friday the 13th. I was trying to pick up some money from that. You can kind of tell its quality by the fact that it went directly to video and did not even bother going to movie theaters. Um, It's not a good movie. But if you are the type of person that is obsessed with watching slasher films with TNA and gruesomeness, you might find this entertaining, if not enjoyable. Um... I almost say you could get the best parts of the film just by going to the IMDb website and looking at the quotes. 
because there's not a whole lot else for this movie to really make it memorable. Um, if you've got time to kill and you like that kind of stuff, yeah, go ahead and waste your time. Um, but <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, you I hate can to waste say your time it. Worse ways. Um, I I really like these types of movies, um, but they're the shows. It, <laughs> look around, dude. We're like covered in horror movie stuff. Um, but yeah, unfortunately, this one was not one of the top of the lines. Um, as Tom said earlier, there were a lot of missed opportunities, probably due to budget and you know lack of money and availability um i also noticed like the sets were very limited so they probably had a lot of limitations in making this and it was probably made very quickly just to kind of get it out there and make whatever kind of money they could get off it at the time so i got got a question like in the first one we saw a trailer and there was obviously a lake that's camp airwick right but in the beginning, they mentioned that that was a totally different location, sixty miles away. It was kind of a bummer that the camp didn't have a lake. Yeah, no lake. They had a swimming pool. They just it probably wasn't filmed at a camp. It was probably hey, there's a swimming pool with a brown house. It looks like a camp. <laughs> probably location or something. Yep. Nah, was a Shooting in the woods is probably one of the cheapest ways to shoot a film because you know you can go to like any public state park and get away with it because it's woods. But I wish they would have picked the state park with a lake. Oh, I'm sorry, Tom. Would that have made the movie worthwhile? I would have given it like a little pit more. (laughs) (laughs) Is that your wrap-up? Is that a recommendation or not a recommendation? If you are Without qualifiers? Okay, well then, no. (laughs) All right, well, despite what these three people said, horror fans have spoken (laughs) and Sleepaway Camp remains one of the most uh, highly uh, (laughs) praised horrors, you know... I mean, there's a reason. Like, he, yeah, even though is that true? It's still in some circles. If you go, possibly. you like, if but you go on eBay one. and try to buy this set, you're going to be paying, you know, well than you sh- more than you should for it. Let's just say that. <laughs> you know, it is sought after. I, you know, I like I said, oh, like everybody I grew up with saw this movie. Everybody, like, Sleepaway Camp Two. Everybody, all right. Everybody all that claimed to be a horror fan saw this movie. That's why I was shocked when Colin here, who is the other so-called horror, uh, I was like, <laughs> you haven't seen Sleepaway Camp 2? Because, I mean, everybody's seen it. And when I don't like it when people say it's a knockoff slasher. Okay, if another person makes a western, that's not a knockoff western. It's just another in that genre. It is if you copy the plot it's of another movie. It's not copying the plot. At I don't all. think you copy the plot. At all. The original Sleepaway uh, Camp yeah, copied the plot not, Friday the 13th. Does not. We can talk about this right, right now. It, okay. How does it copy it? Uh, you get a bunch of kids at a campground that are killed by someone you don't know who it is until the end, and it's revealed to be a bam. twist. Yeah. So that's every horror movie. Well, no. specifically, it's specifically the Friday the 13th movie. Yeah, movies. you've got a camp. It's not it's specifically Friday the 13th. teenagers who are doing Every wrong, 70s killed. horror movie was the whodunit. But not at a summer camp. It's like Friday the 13th did so it. So a and summer camp, that's not a plot. Having no, no, no. it be a summer camp is not a plot. But uh, uh, the, that plot at a summer camp. It's not a fucking copy. Uh, <laughs> it's I, not I, a clone. I, I, I think I have to say with Travis on this one, you specifically said that the, the difference between Sleepaway Camp and Sleepaway Camp 2. 
or Friday the 13th was Sleepaway Camp was unique in the fact that they were like 14 year old boys and 13 year old boys Friday the 13th well they I were say that they actually had kids there yeah they actually it, had kids it was kids as the characters and kids whereas Friday the 13th I mean was, I'm not gonna and I'm not burning you're fornicating smoking and the burning dude. but yeah. like I said I don't they're think they're at a summer camp it's a killer at a summer camp and it's slashers built on it's yeah, built on those graphic murders well, let's see that you're wrong there because the burning also has. Uh, I don't like that one either, but it does have a cult following. It was just released a big fanfare from from shop. Well, to get back to my up, yeah. yeah, I you know that's why it's like I don't buy into that clone of this that the other because everybody says that Friday Thirteenth is a clone of Black Christmas because Black Christmas was the first to film the uh, point of view eyes of the killer. So hey, Friday Thirteenth is just a copy of Black Christmas. You know, so let's. You, no, that's let's, more like saying it stole some of the technical aspects of it. Yeah, you can't call out a, a clone if it just took one little piece. It's but uh, it's a whole. But I would call that more of a clone than just this is at a camp. No, I would take the, the film technique. style shooting as more of a clone than this being at a, anyway. My point is, as I just wouldn't call it a clone, uh, just because horror movies are horror movies. You know, you created one atomic monster. You can't do it ever again, or else you're ripping somebody. Out. I mean, I think you can bring more shit to it. It becomes a genre. It becomes a genre. It's a whole new thing. Everything's not predicated off of the first one. You know, it's hey, what can you add to it? Because I mean, there's plenty of awesome slasher movies that hey, even if it's a summer camp, if it's Christmas, if it's you know la la la, just having a dude hacking some people up is the name of the game. That's how you have fun. You know, plot. Who needs it? <laughs> you don't need a plot for these movies. I want to see a hack and slash movie. I want to see some fucking awesome hack and slash. But that's because shots. you have been totally desensitized with what effects can do. If you would have seen this in '88, hey, you might have a totally different point was, of view about um, this. You were desensitized to modern day special effects. That this looks like it did nothing. Well, watch Psycho. What did they do? They slipped a knife over by her belly button in the water. That's what? Slash that guy's face. Guy in the stairs. Yeah. That was amazing. Nah. Yeah. Anyway, but I'm just saying I'm just saying that like, yeah, <laughs> let's be, you know, everybody's really being harsh on this just from looking back at it. I'm like, eh, let's look at it for what it was. You know? <laughs> I see, I don't know. I I was looking at it for what it was as a low budget film and I was looking for great slashing scenes. Sorry. Shut up let you finish. <laughs> But, uh, I mean, like I said, you can go to any of the sorority camp, massacre, you know, sorority camp, uh, what is it, a sorority camp, that's a good one, I'm going to keep that. <laughs> sorority, <laughs> sorority house, house lumber mine. party, you know, New I mean, straight to, video was the, straight to Video was the name, you know, when they started making horror movies, they were just these C-lister things to attach to A-list movies, you know, they were never, they were never, all horror movies were never made to be big budget or, or that great to begin with. So, so Sleepaway Camp's a C-list movie? Is what? C-list. I'll just say horror movies were never made to be as amazing as everybody here thinks they should be, I guess. <laughs> or, or as dramatic and like a Oscar winning. And, uh, you know, because Colin is like, oh, I hate the slasher. But it's like, well, yeah. I, don't no, think I, you I like, like slasher, slasher movies. No, but you like that set. I like Friday the 13th. I like this 
I just like this set of movies, even though those are all carbon copies of yeah, one another. One. Yeah, like, yeah. No, those are. Those, each you know, one of those But you have other type of it. movies that you'll go see over and over again, no matter, like, you know, what's haunted. Or, you know, is it the boys at the house? Is it the, you know... What he's saying is you like A list slashers. Like, no, I'm saying he likes C list. He likes he likes haunted house movies. <laughs> he's a haunted house movie guy, you know. But I can see how you choose a type of horror movie, right? And then you go blindly to it constantly. You're like, well, yeah, I can't go wrong times. with a dude and a knife, maybe some tits, <laughs> you know. But also, I thought this was. I like how. It doesn't try to be... This is the fun you get out of a slasher movie. It's not trying to be suspenseful like you do in the earlier horror movies. It's not relying on these, like, Oh, there's a cat in the closet. Oh, my God. There's no bullshit scares where I'm not, like, Fuck these writers for thinking they were going to scare me with some dumb shit, you know? They at least looked at this as the point of... They know you are there to see the slasher. It's not trying to, like go at it from the kid's point of view of what's going to scare me, what's going to jump out of me and kill me. This is like, dude, you love Jason. What if you get to walk around with Jason and, you know, fucking figure out what he does? And so I think this is a great horror movie. I think it's a, uh, it's, I mean, it is a, I mean, a horror movie, slasher movie. It's just, uh, it's got, I think, stuffing the girl in the toilet is totally awesome. Fucking awesome. Because she's, well, she stabs her in the back a few times. That was cool. Or and then she tells her people. to get up and shoves her into the Yeah, house. get up. That was awesome. Starts kicking her. Fucking get up. <laughs> shoves her in the bathroom. That's fucking pretty wicked. That's pretty goddamn wicked. Shoves her in the goddamn toilet. Oh, man. I like that. And I like how when she uh, set the... Uh, I love the scene where uh, the shit sisters are two girls that get drunk and high. And, you know, when she finds them, they just kind of pass out. And the one girl wakes up to like vodka or whatever being poured on her she's just like what the fuck and sits up and there's her sister burnt to a crisp in front of her and she just starts dumping gasoline on her i mean that's fucking scary <laughs> to me that's like see, oh that's my what god I wanted to see for the all of the death scenes but that's awesome stuff like that but i think i don't know i mean I, how right now if we you thought of seven awesome murder scenes think of how practical it would be to shoot it think about how how truly unique or awesome they are. I mean, the Tom Savini thing, Tom Savini can make someone bleed from the neck. That's like, way to go, Tom Savini. You learned how to color match skin tone to... He blew up a dude's head in Maniac. See, that's the thing, though, is even now, after 20, 30 years, there are death scenes that I can specifically remember from Halloween, Friday the 13th, Nightmare Well, Halloween, what was the most? Oh, my God, that took so much money to do. That's, that, that was my that's favorite from Friday Destiny. 7 that's from Friday the 13th person. oh I'm sorry which one did you say Halloween. you said Halloween I'm just saying what what in Halloween was like a million dollar death scene there's like nothing he choked the chick it has nothing to do with budget it's, it's just but that's more of a horror movie this is more of a, a this is your comic book adventure horror movie right it's your slasher movie you know it's not trying for these like you know it's not going for the shock and the Whatever, it's just like, it is really just going for, for just a little bit of blood and some DNA and so well a little bit of DNA from one but, person. No, two. it's two. two. From two. Two. two there was. They're all blonde. They're all blonde. There was, you know. Yeah. So, 
So is that a recommendation? Yeah, I, you know, I'm always going to recommend this movie. <laughs> this is a fun movie. It doesn't take... Now, what, one if, you, what, what ones do you recommend? All of them, or just this one? Well, one and two. Just one, two. For sure, one and two. One is a classic, regardless of what anybody thinks. One is a fucking so, classic. I'm curious, what made you pick the second one for us to watch? Just because I like... Well, like I said, it's up to anybody... It's up to anybody to go out and watch a first movie. I picked this for the free show because I like this movie. You like this one more than the first one? Yeah. Yeah, I go yeah. to this one more. Just because, to me, this is a fun... I like the character of Angela. Angela in the first one's a silent character who stares weirdly at people. That's it. When she was not kidding, when she said, I was shy too, I barely talked to anyone. In the first movie, she don't talk to anybody. So this is my Angela. I like what Angela became. She grew up and became this... I'm perfectly fine. There's nothing wrong with me. What? <laughs> like, how dare you show your boobs at people? You know, I like that. It's a, it is a, uh, self-referential like type of thing where all everybody knows horror movies. It's not that horror movie set out to be like we're gonna punish the bad kid. You know, that just became the thing, right? It became what do kids do. Yeah, uh, they fucking drink. Yeah. So when they get murdered. You know, but this actually took that. Yeah, they you know they took that idea and they're like shit. Yeah, what if you know what if somebody really was all about doing what's moral, like killing people that aren't morally like totally justified or whatever. You know, I love how at the end of this, how even though she's chasing after the chick at the end, she doesn't want to kill her. She's like Molly, no, hold on, just come back and just talk to me. And you know, we like probably the first friend she ever had. Yeah, doesn't want her to be you know. But she also can't help that she's this fucking crazy killer. Psycho killer. Yeah, so I completely recommend this movie. Uh, I mean, 100%. Well, there you go. All right, listeners, uh, if you agree, disagree, we'd love to hear from you. You can get a hold of us at Saturday Night Freak Show at yahoo.com. You can find all of our previous uh, episodes on our website at saturdaynightfreakshow.blogspot.com. We're on iTunes. We're on Stitcher Radio. We're on TuneIn Radio. We're on PodBay FM. We're everywhere that you want us to be. And we want you to listen to us all the time because we're internet radio superstars. That's been borne out. All you got to do is go to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash Saturday Night Freak Show. You'll find out. It's crazy. We have the time of our life. Next week, Brent, who can't be here tonight, is going to subject us to, you ready for this? Days of Thunder. Fuck yeah! That's the movie for next week, and we will see you then, listeners. Until then. Oh, I'm a happy camper. I love the clear blue sky. (laughs) 